back to Dad's Meat World, your special dedicated podcast where two dads get together and chat about the seminal 90s TV show where a young boy got to meet the world and explore it and what it did to sometimes destroy his world, his life, and sometimes confuse him. I am one of your two dads. I am Brett, and joining me, as always, is your other dad. I'm Tyler. I am the other dad. And we're here this week. We're going to get into the episode, but first, Tyler, how are you doing this week? Uh, I'm doing all right, although I'm a little miffed about something. What are you miffed about this week, Tyler? Well, you see, um, you know, we, we, we talked about uh, starting a podcast for, for a while now and, you know, about how we want to do something and we, how much we love Boy Meets World. And we were like, hey, let's just do this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, apparently, a couple of people who were on the show, Boy Meets World, decided <laughs> that uh, they wanted to start their own podcast. Yeah, they stole our idea. They did steal our idea. Now, <laughs> Clearly, we weren't on the show, so we're not going to have, like, you know, immediate inside, you know, what was I feeling when I delivered this line type of stuff, or how did I get on the show? But, you know, we're going to talk about the real important stuff, right? Like, how mm-hmm. we feel as we watch it. <laughs> <laughs> now, and, and they've openly admitted they haven't watched the show since it aired. It's been 30 years We've seen this show many times since it aired at different yeah, life fans. stages. We are fans. They probably don't remember what was happening. I mean, come on. <laughs> right. Now, with that said, have I listened to every episode so far? You bet your bottom dollar I have. <laughs> oh, you're you're better off than I am. I've only listened to the preview in about 10 minutes of the first episode so far. <laughs> right. But, I mean, I, I, I guess the reason I bring this up right now is because, A, it's okay if you listen to another Boy Meets World podcast or other podcasts in general. You know, I listen to plenty of them out there. Um, you know, we will never be offended if uh, you listen to them, because oh, uh, there's 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 a chance we've listened to something out there as well. Uh, you know, I view this as a community thing, you know, like there's a lot of us Boy Meets World fans out there. And I think we should all be supportive of one another because that's the thing that Mr. Feeney would want from all of us. Right. That's right. That's part so, of doing good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, if if Boy Meets World is happening today, he would have a class where somehow he was leading a discussion about how to have your own podcast and, you know be forced to teach it for whatever reason for one episode <laughs> yeah or you'd have mr turner do it or eli yeah <laughs> it's true but you know point of order is that hey these are wonderful people uh you know the characters that they portrayed mean a lot to us and we're going to talk about them that's right and uh who knows maybe they'll hear through the grapevine if you listen to their podcasts and you listen to us they'll have us on you know well, they'll, yeah. they'll have our or, podcast guest on their podcast. Yeah. Or we'd love to have them here, you know. Go ahead. You can call us in. We'll, we'd love to talk to you. It'd be a dream come true. That's right. <laughs> yeah. With that said, we're coming after you. <laughs> That's right. Sure. <laughs> Because they're never going to know who we are, and that's okay. That's right. Didn't your wife tell you that uh, they don't even know who we are? 
They did. Challenge accepted, though. <laughs> That's right. Challenge accepted. <laughs> All righty, Should we? Oh, I'm sorry. How are you doing, Brett? I'm fired up now. I'm fine before. <laughs> <laughs> Getting the juices bubbling. That's right. The juices are bubbling, I guess. <laughs> Usually they flow, but uh, they, I guess they're bubbling now. <laughs> yeah, got some projects planned around the house, you know. Gonna rearrange some of the rooms this weekend, you know. Got some nice. weeding done this afternoon. Yeah, it's been I've been busy, but yeah, good. good. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's dive in. We're going to explore one of the uh, more well-known episodes of the entire course of the series. When, when people talk about Boy Meets World, they, uh, or when they even think about Boy Meets World, this is one of the handful of episodes that they'll have a memory of or they'll, they'll be able to point back to. This is the fourth episode of season one, Corey's Alternative Friends. Sean and Corey get split up from doing a project together, uh, making Sean work with Minkus and Corey working with Topanga. Corey overhears girls making fun of his hair and decides to change it. This is written by Patricia Forrester, directed by David Trainer, and it originally aired October 15th, 1993. Now, this episode currently has an IMDb rating of 8.6, and uh, I'm double-checking my notes, but yes, this is actually up to this point. Of the four episodes that we have gone through, this is the highest rating on IMDb thus far. So, uh, gentle viewers... We really haven't named our viewers yet, have we? No, no, we haven't. So there's your challenge this week, viewers. We need a name for our, our listeners. Yeah, what? we need a name for you people. We're not a video podcast. I don't know why I called them viewers. <laughs> for the listeners? Gentle listeners. Uh, you are in for a treat because this is uh, currently the highest rated episode that we've looked at. Yeah. Oh, and also, if you watched Girl Meets World, you know that this is an episode that they've come back to multiple times, you know, uh, with clips and whatnot of Corey and Topanga, their love blossoming here in this episode. That's right, because this is the introduction of Topanga. Topanga. That's right. Oh, we need to get a sound of... Uh, earlier later on in the show with the guys are always like oh, topanga yeah i gotta remember which episode it's in so i can clip it before next week uh my was that sweet valentine it's the one after cory and topanga are on the fritz yeah we'll talk off mic we'll figure it out <laughs> so anyway the episode starts with uh, we're going to dive right into uh, two girls that we have never seen before, and I'm going to dive right in with their uh, their acting credits. Paige and Barbara. Now, Paige is played by Marla Sokoloff. This is her first credited role. Uh, she went on to play Gia in Fool and Fuller House. 
And yep, uh, the biggest villain of Full House. <laughs> best known, though, probably for the practice, uh, which was she was on for, I believe, the entire run. And uh, still working in Hollywood. Uh, so there you go. She got her start on Boy Meets World. Good job, Marla. You got your start here. And Barbara, played by Megan Parlin, uh, best known probably for the show Hang Time, which ran from 95 to 2000. I vaguely remember watching a few episodes. I think it was on ABC. Might have been on TGIF for a half a season. Not sure. Uh, she retired from acting and is now a science documentary writer and producer. Hmm. So, so anyway, it's not the girl who uh, later returns to play one of Corey's girlfriends. No, that is someone else in the episode. We'll get to her. Well, all right. <laughs> so anyway, they're presenting a uh, a science project to the class. Um, rather interesting one. Uh, what did you think of this science project there, <laughs> Tyler? <laughs> Uh, you know, it felt very 90s, felt uh, very much, you know, hey, we have this little, you know, thing that's going to do everything for us. And uh, we know it's going to make that teacher happy. Yep. A lot of dry ice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So they present their project. They get uh, a lot of uh, a lot of love from Feeney. Congratulations all around. And then it's yes. time for Corey and Sean. How yes. air pollution affects our everyday life. Great and, topic. Uh, Mr. Feeney is uh, pleasantly surprised. He thinks he's in for a treat. Mm-hmm. But he's wrong. Geography is not their strong point, and it is utterly hilarious. They pull out their telescoping pointers, and he has to correct everywhere that they're pointing at. I love this bit so much because he's just <laughs> so effortlessly just barely moving them and just getting in the right spot and then immediately they point again it's even worse than before. <laughs> and they're just pointing to Denver and Philadelphia <laughs> mm -hmm. and they can't hit it either time. It's great. <laughs> yes. I mean technically if they just moved a little bit out then their dramaticness would be easier to do. <laughs> oh yes. But they're so serious about it it's hilarious and the the feeney just has his here we go moment and it's mm -hmm. oh i love it when they shift towards uh, I, baseball <laughs> i have a little deep dive about this oh have at it yes so in the episode itself they their presentation goes into how a bogus team uh the Rockies, which is an expansion team. I remember um, when they were, when Colorado or when Colorado was awarded the Rockies as an expansion team. Uh huh. So they're like, hey, they're hitting a lot more home runs in Philadelphia. If we had uh, less pollution in the air, we also would have more home runs. <laughs> well, first of all, just so you know, uh, the Rockies were an expansion team in '93. Mm -hmm. uh, so I could understand why Sean Hunter would be upset about the Rockies since they're a new team and anything new is clearly bad. Um, <laughs> it's like when people got upset whenever uh, the L.A., the not L.A., the uh, Las Vegas uh, Knights started doing well, like immediately. They're like, this shouldn't happen. Expansion team shouldn't be good right away. Yeah, they're supposed they to gotta, suck right away and earn right. their stripes, so to speak. They got a good goalie. That's half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> It's like picking up a good quarterback in football. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Colts so might anywho, have a shot this year. 
Yeah, we'll talk about that. Don't you worry. <laughs> Tyler's a Colts uh, fan, by the way, listeners. Yes, go Colts. Uh, so anywho, the Rockies and the Florida Marlins uh, were both the expansion team mm-hmm. that year. Uh, yes. American League and uh, the NL. And the Marlins so anywho, are the Miami Marlins now for anyone yes, who might be now, confused. <laughs> yes, they're now the Miami Marlins. Um, well, anywho... In the 1993 season, uh, the average home run hit per team was 144. The Rockies, or total home runs that year, was 142. Mm. So they were two home runs below the average. Now, based on Corey and Sean's research, you would think clearly... Phillies are having a lot worse uh, home runs this season. Mm-hmm. You'd be wrong. <laughs> uh, Phillies uh, had 156 mm. home runs, which I believe was the uh, they had the most home runs that season. So mm. uh, I think just again in this uh, universe that is uh, the Phillies. Um, and, and boy meets world, the Phillies aren't doing that well. You know, they're subpar team or like, they're just barely making it. Uh, actually the Phillies were quite dominant in 93 and, uh, were a really good team, had solid pitching and clearly solid hitting. So, I mean, just a week uh, ago they had a no hitter and now they, they are getting beat out on homers by a bogus expansion team. Yes. So, no, the actual 93 uh, Phillies played quite well. They didn't win the World Series, but hey, they still had a good season. <laughs> Better than what they're doing right now. Uh, yep, yep. You just like to dump on the Phillies, don't you? Uh, I, I mean, that's all this kid talks about is the Phillies. <laughs> <laughs> and this is about the only season he'll do that, but we'll see. It's really true. This is the season that he's obsessed with the Phillies, and that kind of goes away. It's like he meets girls or something. I know. Oh, yes. Well, thanks for that deep dive. And uh, I I have to say, I love that Corey and Sean, uh, as inaccurate as their project might be, they tie their science project into something that they are passionate about in their real life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as inaccurate as might be, they might have some sound scientific principles because the air quality between Denver and Philly is a very stark difference, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's thinner in Denver. I mean, every <laughs> every nationally televised football game for the NFL I see in Denver, there's always talk about how at Mile High, well, it's not Mile High Stadium anymore. It was in Vesco. I don't remember what it is anymore. Right. Mile High Stadium anyway. Anyway. Um, there's always talk about how, you know, they, you, you can kick field goals further because the air is thinner. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that a baseball will fly further there as well, especially compared yeah. to Philadelphia. But uh, just seeing them so passionate about that and and tying it into their school project, I, I was actually rather rather impressed with it. Mm-hmm. And but Feeney is not, and so he wants to uh, have them redo the assignment. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, with different partners. Yes. And uh, so we're going to have Sean with Minkus, who had that really nice, uh, well-timed head slap. And Corey uh, tries to uh, pick his own partner. And that's going to be worse than him and Sean mm-hmm. somehow. I'd love to see that project. <laughs> yes. Um, but he's going to be with Topanga, who we finally Topanga. get to see. Topanga. But uh, she's so weird in this first appearance. She wants uh-huh. to see if his aura will align with hers. And, I mean, she's very much the moon child at this point in her origin. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, uh, I will say I did spend a little bit of time trying to find out about vibrations and all that jazz. But I couldn't get a clear answer. So I just uh, abandoned that uh, yeah. research. Uh, apologies to anyone who does practice any uh, New Age beliefs. But it's kind of hard to get a lock on them because there are so many different uh, avenues. So it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to get a solid one voice perspective. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So we've got uh, this going on. And then Corey wants a sidebar with Mr. Feeney. And, yes. uh, you know, he complains that. Um, objection, Mr. Matthews. Yes. Objection. She's so weird. And, mm-hmm. uh, well, just real quick, I love how he says, Can you be swayed? And he says, I'm Gibraltar. <laughs> I'm Gibraltar, now, Mr. Matthews. <laughs> yes. Now, me being a kid who clearly didn't learn anything when he was in school, I was like, What's Gibraltar? Is that like a, a thing of like court or whatever, you know? Like, what is this? <laughs> so, this goes into my next deep dive. Yeah. Uh, and so, essentially, what I learned about Gibraltar is that it's a, uh, British Overseas Territory, occupying a narrow peninsula of Spain's southern Mediterranean coast, just northeast of the uh, Strait of Gibraltar. Yeah, Strait of Gibraltar, on the east side of the Bay of Gibraltar, and directly south of the Spanish city of La Lien. La Lien? Yeah. Uh, so essentially, it's a small little area that literally... Like it's it's part of like the under area of uh, Spain and thus uh, Europe, and it's an area that's constantly goes into war um, because you know there's ships that go into that area and people have battles and it's a very hard area to to hold and to uh, keep strong. So I think when Feeney's saying I'm Gibraltar, like no, you can't sway me. <laughs> I am staying firm and. You know, good luck. <laughs> the Rock of yes. Gibraltar is what he's referring to there. And that is there. And uh, yes. it's it's become a symbol of British naval strength. Yes. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So we said the same thing. We did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just having fun there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll cut that out because I sound very condescending there. I didn't mean to. No, you're fine. <laughs> We're saying the same thing. We are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> he has that very posh accent. Like, it's not British, but it's very posh. <laughs> England doesn't have a navy, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but uh, anyway, so Corey's got this sidebar, and he complains because Topanga's so strange. She's strange weird. is in the eye of the beholder, Mr. Matthews. And he, you know, for instance, you know, he shares with Corey that he hears Corey singing along with Morgan's Barney records. Ah, uh, yes, Barney. <laughs> and I have to wonder what kind of Barney records is Corey singing along with? <laughs> uh, you know, did you, you any, do what you have to do to did, make your sister happy. Did you do any deep dives into uh, Barney? Per se, I by chance. did not. I thought about it. Um, I think Barney gets mentioned again in late, another episode. So if he comes up again, I'll talk about it. Oh, yes, he, he um, will. He will in a couple of episodes when uh, Corey and Sean are pulling off a big scam. Yes. So, no, I, I mean, Barney was right up my wheelhouse as a child. I firmly remember watching Barney as a little kid. And then my sister watched it. So... I know plenty about Barney. The All horrors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we go into the theme song, and uh, the look on Corey's face is just, oh, no. <laughs> so we go to the theme song, and we come back, and uh, this is when Corey he overhears Paige and uh, Barbara talking about uh, Brillo Head. Um, for anyone who's unfamiliar with Brillo, Brillo is a kitchen sponge uh, type of thing it's very uh very uh it's like steel wool would you like to know the uh, urban dictionary of that i'm kind of afraid but excited (laughs) uh basically a brillo head is a person who has a ugly curly hair often a person with uh, mixed ethnicities a halfy will have the white complexity of black hair and they can uh, accurately be described as a Brillo head. All right. So Not there you sure go. <laughs> why I was scared of that then. <laughs> it's just Not that urban, bad. Just Urban Dictionary itself has that bad reputation. Where does yeah. hair? Where does Corey's curly hair come from? Neither Alan nor Amy really has curly hair. Eric does not have curly hair. Morgan does not have curly hair. Where does Corey's hair come from? Do I need to do a deep dive in where he gets the hair? Because I know this is going to come back up. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) it's going to come back up. I know that there are genetic reasons for eye color and for hair color and for freckles. But where does his curly hair come from? We need to know this. We need this answer. I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, Topanga, they're, Corey and Topanga, are, they're hanging out in the kitchen. They're working on um, uh, working on their project. And we find out that Topanga refers to her father as Jedediah by his first yes. name. Uh, not as dad (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and i i've always found this interesting um and you know i have there have been times where uh where i've experimented with referring to my parents by their first name do you ever do that growing up um my parents weren't the type of hitting parents but i knew i should never call them that until I got old enough. 
It's interesting that you start your sentence with that preface. <laughs> well, like, you know, I knew my parents were going to hit me if I called them by the, their <laughs> name. But as I got like older to like a teenager, you know, uh, if I were to have a nickname with them, if their actual name, uh, you know, it wasn't uh, welcomed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't last too long with me. And, uh, you know, Corey tries it. Um, you know, it's Amy, or mm-hmm. if you prefer, Mom. <laughs> and uh, I, <laughs> go ahead. I do have a tiny deep dive for you. Go for it. Uh, so essentially the, 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 the dad, father, all that stuff can be traced back to the 1500s. Hmm. Uh, and then mom can be traced back to the 1800s. Hmm. I, mean, I know in certain old textbooks, you know, uh, sorry, for lack of better words, like but the Bible, we have, you know, references to mom, dad, all that jazz. But, you know, that could be easily a later thing that was put in there to make it easier to understand, you know, mm-hmm. what that is and how we refer to people. Um. But anywho, uh, so that's the general one I found. And also, there's not an actual culture where, like, it's okay to call your parents by their first names. It's mostly just based on family thing. Yeah. And I, I actually got to have this uh, discussion with my oldest son just just a few days ago. And it's hmm. kind of a, a somewhat common occurrence where um, one of them will refer to us by our first name. But... Um, for some reason he started calling us by one or both of us, I forget by our first name and it kind of opened up that door for, um, really (laughs) you're going to, you're going to start this. He's 13. So, you know, Mm -hmm, he's getting mm -hmm. to that, that age where, you know, if he was a little billy goat, he'd be button heads just to kind of prove himself. Um, yeah. But yeah, we really got to get into a conversation about um, why he, well, he, he started with a question. Why do we have to call our pastor or why, why, why do we call a pastor, pastor this, but our youth leaders, we call by first name. And that led into this whole conversation of titles and, um, you know the the honorific and and respect and and the idea of of casting that sort of uh, of, of distance and of of respect and of creating that eldership distance and uh, that fed into conversation about uh, with parents and children and how there needs to be that that level of respect given mm-hmm. where you submit under your parents' authority. And so this whole conversational window here with uh, Corey and Topanga and Amy and Jedediah here, where, yeah, I understand Jedediah and uh, we'll get to um, uh, Chloe in this episode, I believe. Uh, and Topanga, where you know her parents are attempting to do the whole. Uh, this would have been the hippie thing in the '90s, where they're trying mm-hmm. to be their kid's friend 
more so than the parent. And you kind of saw this make its return in Gilmore Girls in the early aughts. There's not, in my opinion, there's not enough distance there uh, for that authority to take effect when things would go south or when you Mm -hmm. need to instill some sort of uh, discipline or uh, when you need to make the tough calls and be the one that takes the responsibility in in that relationship. Meanwhile, you've got Corey trying to use Amy and all it takes is a look from her to say, or mom, if you prefer. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Oh, yeah. So that was just a fun little tangent. But I I found it very, very fun that, you know, I've got I see that happening in the uh, Matthews kitchen. And I just had that conversation with my own son a few days ago. (laughs) A few days prior. Well, and I, I think I've said this to you before, but if not, I'll say it again. Uh, you know, also, just for the listener's sake, but I'm a firm believer in you earn your title. Um, you don't just get the title. Um, you know, you earn it by by doing it, by being it. Uh, my best example of that is I have a step grandma um, who, to me, has always just been grandma. I don't mm-hmm. refer to her as, oh, yes, this is my step grandma. It's just, oh, this is my grandma. And that, that's who she is. You know, she's never not been anything more than just my grandma. Uh, I had another step-grandma who I will never refer to anything more than just, oh, yes, that was my grandfather's wife because she wasn't a grandma. She was a nice lady. She was nice to us. And, you know, she, she never did anything that was overtly, like, you know, rude or anything like that, took care of my grandpa. But she never was truly a grandma. Mm-hmm. So... But again, still have love and respect for her, but it's different. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, Corey gets the eyes from his mom, <laughs> changes <laughs> his team pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so Topanga wants to do a performance piece uh, for their project. Yes. And this, this brings me back to just a thought that I had earlier that I forgot to bring up. What? projects did Minkus and Topanga do already that they got paired up to do this remake or this redo project with Corey and Sean? (laughs) I almost wonder if it's like one of those deals where like Feeney was just like, you guys are going to fail this project if I don't reassign you to do it again. <laughs> so I was wondering if Topanga and Minkus were already together and their report was amazing and perfect. And now he was like, okay, if I can take two A plus students, pair them together with these two, I don't know, C ish students, maybe these boys can get a B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as Sean will say, you know, Minkus is going to do all the work. He's a God. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh yeah, so yes, Topanga gets at the wrong table. <laughs> exactly. So Topanga gets up and she has Corey read this poem and she does this interpretive dance and it's a highly visual moment. So for this audio podcast, yes. you you lose a lot. So if you've never seen it, you need to find it on YouTube. I'm yes. sh- uh, you go you watch need, it. Need to. And she takes out some lipstick and she draws on her face and. Uh, 
as health conscious of a hippie as Topanga is, why does she choose donut as a reference for the sun in her poem? Donut in the sky. Donuts are beautiful. I don't argue with you, but (laughs) Topanga is a very health conscious person at this point in her life. I have to wonder why donut. Anyway, maybe she can't have the donut. Thus, it's like the sun is out of her reach. Maybe it would burn her. But she I don't wants know. it. <laughs> so you know, she and Corey start to talk about you know, you know, again revisiting just how strange she is. And I, I love the line where Corey asks, "You're going to be one of those girls who doesn't shave her legs, aren't you?" And she kind of yes, thinks for feminist. a beat. Kind of thinks for a beat, and she says, "I haven't decided yet." <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, there's this great inner uh, uh, interplay between them that I uh, pulled out that I want to uh, use here. Do you actually try to be weird? I don't think I'm weird. I think I'm unique. Jedediah and Chloe say that every time you're not true to yourself, the earth weeps. <laughs> Do they say that in their native Martian? <laughs> The earth is crying for you, Corey. I'd rather have the earth crying than my friends laughing. People make fun of you, Topanga. So? I couldn't take it. I just want to blend in. Well, you're sure good at it. You look like all the other plain-wrapped kids at school. Except for your red hat. Hey, I got that on cat night. I had to wait an hour in line. Well? If it's important to you, then it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so Corey is very good at blending in. He doesn't want to stand out. He doesn't want to be weird. He just wants to fit in. And that'll mm-hmm. set up a lot for the second half of the episode. But we yes, really. Very much so. We, we really uh, get to see. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, but we really get to see, again, just like uh, last week, the contrast between Alan and George with the worldviews. We really get to see a contrast between Corey and Topanga here. Corey is, he doesn't want to make waves. He just wants to fit in. Whereas Topanga doesn't care if she fits in. She just wants to be herself. She is exploring. She is eccentric. She just wants to experience Mm-hmm. Well, one could argue that Topanga is a feminist, which oh, that begs completely the question. <laughs> right, this begs the question. Well, what is a feminist? And so I looked it up, and it just said a person who supports feminism. It's like, thanks, Google. <laughs> Let's um, define the word by using the word. Oh man. Yes. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, well, what I found was feminism is the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of equality of the sexes. And I firmly believe that is who Topanga is. Oh, totally. She doesn't see, like, just because she's a girl, it doesn't mean that she thinks that Corey is bigger, faster, stronger than her. She just thinks they all exist as equals. And, you know, she just wants everyone to get along. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, know. and her her feminism will show up again and again throughout the run of the series. Yeah, mm-hmm. and one could argue that as time progresses, it is her view, and because this, this never really changes for her, like this does stand firm with her for quite some time. Of you know, she believes she can do anything a guy can do, and it does challenge Corey in what, for lack of better wording, his 
manly father has been installing in him, you know, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things as young men, you have to struggle with and try to figure out what is it that I believe in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not just trying to make people happy. Yeah. Speaking of trying to make people happy. <laughs> so Sean comes over and the uh, first Sean at the house scene, like actually inside the house. Yes. Yes. And, uh, He's, uh, you know, he's got a fun little message for Topanga. Use a mirror, babe. <laughs> and uh, Not wrong. <laughs> not at all. And uh, Sean and uh, Corey have their own project, and uh, Topanga's very interested. And you know how all those, you know, all those dolphins get caught in those tuna nets? Yeah, it's got nothing to do with that. <laughs> So Sean's got the stuff for Corey's hair. They go upstairs. They're going to straighten Corey's hair so he's not a Brillo head anymore. Yes. Or Chia Pet. Or Chia Pet. And, uh, you know, apparently after 45 minutes, it's starting to burn Corey's scalp. (laughs) And there's this fun interchange where uh, Sean calls his sister Stacy. So we're Mm -hmm. learning Sean has a sister Stacy. She does. By, she does. By the way, this is the episode where we finally get Sean's name, full name. That's true. He is referred to as Mr. Hunter by Mr. Feeney and Sean by Corey. So this is the first time four episodes in, we get Topanga and we get Sean's name. So uh, Stacy says, oh, I forget exactly what Stacy said, but. Oh, I have it right in front of me. Oh, you got it right in front uh, of you? Yeah. It says, Stacy wants to know how long it's been in for. 45 minutes. Stacy says you should have uh, <laughs> taken it out 45 it. minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> Stacy says you shouldn't have left it in so long. Stacy says, why did you idiots read the label? Oh, thanks, Stacy. <laughs> uh, and Corey walks out and what a wig for Ben. <laughs> Yes, poor kid. It is. It's it's majestic. And before he walks out, there's the scream that reverberates from the house through Mm -hmm. Philadelphia from the entire planet. And everyone runs upstairs. (laughs) And Sean immediately nopes right out of there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And... Mm -hmm. Eric got the good hair. And, yes, the uh, first woo. Yeah. Woo from the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It's going to happen yeah. a lot. <laughs> oh, yes, it will. Um, Eric talks about a friend at school who did the same thing and <laughs> bald as a cue ball. Um <laughs> Uh, Morgan, uh, who earlier, well, we forgot to mention uh, why Amy was in the kitchen. Morgan had uh, a doll that was cold and had tried to warm up in the toaster oven. So uh, <laughs> I made had, a mistake. <laughs> yeah. uh, Amy had gotten her new one. And I found it interesting that uh, this new dolly has like a, a business power suit and uh, yes. Amy is Amy is trying to explain to her with his business suit. You know, she's kind of a powerful businesswoman, and she's kind of, <laughs> kind of bless you, kind of uh, instilling some feminist values in Morgan here, where she's showing mm-hmm. that this uh, 
This this doll can do things on her own. She's not just... Uh, she went to college, has a good job, and doesn't need Ken to support her. There you go. <laughs> um, and Morgan looks at Corey and says, look, Punky Brewster. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I... This reference never meant anything to me. Like, Nothing. I was and just I like, thought oh, it, I, don't know. I thought it would be lost on people today too, and it, it was uh-huh. it was not lost on me because I I was the target audience at this point, so I know who Punky Brewster was. Did you do a deep mm-hmm. dive? Uh, yeah. Essentially, what I learned is that Punky Brewster was a show from the eighties, mm-hmm. uh, ran for four seasons. Uh, the girl who uh, played Punky Brewster, Punky Brewster, by the way, is a girl who was poor and uh, homeless and uh, found a home in an abandoned apartment and that's all I really know because I didn't spend too much time on this uh, but her actress is uh, Solium Noon Fry Noon Fry Yes, that's who. Um, see, I recognized her at first as I was watching clips because uh, she later on played uh, Roxy in Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, when mm-hmm. she goes to college. And uh, she also voices the character of Zoe on The Proud Family. And apparently last year they did a uh, uh, another show, a Punky Brewster, but Punky being an adult and uh, having her own kids. Mm-hmm. It's like they watch Girl Meets World and thought, we could do that, too. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, There's nothing new under the sun. (laughs) No. But again, I will say it. One thing I don't want to get too much into Girl Meets World, but I do appreciate that Girl Meets World was first. Like it wasn't the first one out the gate, but it wasn't the last to do it. You know, Mm. it was early, uh, early enough in the trend that it was one of the pioneers. Yes. So Alan comes in. That's a hat, right? (laughs) And, uh, you know, Corey tried to straighten his hair with shellac. And, uh, you know, Alan does the same thing that uh, that Eric did. You know, this uh, this guy at work did the same thing and bald as a cue ball. And, you know, Corey is pleading with his family. He's not going to school tomorrow. He's not going to school. Got a transition. Screen flips. At school. He's sitting at school in that red hat he got at Cap Night. And it's time for him and Topanga to go up and give their report. Uh, <laughs> and he's pleading with Mr. Feeney if you have any ounce of humanity because Mr. Feeney says no hat in his classroom. Yep. But if you if you have any ounce of humanity, you'll let me keep it on. Too many years of sixth graders have bled me of my humanity. <laughs> bled me of my humanity. <laughs> and it's interesting to me. Uh, at this point, we're uh, I would be left to assume that Mr. Feeney is a sixth grade teacher, that he's not taught other grades up to this point or at least not many he's been sixth grade mm-hmm. teacher for a while just something something to keep in mind you know mm-hmm. and so Corey has to take the hat off and he's laughed at he's no longer yes. blending in by everyone except for one yeah just that one is Topanga Topanga <laughs> And so they mm-hmm. give the report. Well, we don't get to see them give the report. I'm left to assume that they do the uh, uh, the mm-hmm. performance piece that Topanga wanted right. to give. 
But I just then, love because uh, Corey says, you know, to Topanga, like, you know, go ahead, laugh. You know, everyone else has. She's like, you look different. Why would I laugh? Mm-hmm. That's powerful words from Topanga. Mm-hmm. And then they do the the uh, perplexed music, you could say. Mm-hmm. Corey yep. has to contemplate. And then it's time for lunch, and uh, Corey doesn't uh, doesn't really fit in with Sean at the lunch table, and uh, Larry is sitting with Sean, and uh, Larry's played by Marty York, and uh, mm-hmm. Larry will show up again in class pre-union as Larry, and as costume kid number one in Boys to Mensa. He has 13 total credits to his name. He is our second actor from The Sandlot, which is probably his biggest uh, role. He was Yaya in The Sandlot. Hmm. Yeah. So Corey doesn't really fit in at this table, so he moves over to the nerd table. And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to run through these uh, nerds we've not met besides Minkus and Topanga. Hillary is the one with the clipboard. Uh, she's played by Katie Johnson. It's her first of three roles on Boy Meets World. Uh, this is... Uh, the one that will come back later on as one of uh, Corey's paramours. Uh, she mm-hmm. only has 20 acting credits to her name. Darren is played by Matthew Bartleson, and it's his first credited role. Uh, this is Kate Boy. Uh, he only has 13 acting credits to his name. He's not actually acted in over 20 years. So oh, he's interesting. not really sure what he's done. IMDb didn't have much for him uh, for me to find out. And the uh, individual playing the keyboard is played by Sam Horrigan, uh, just credited as student number one. He mm-hmm. will show up in Boy Meets World again in Boys to Mensa as costume kid number two. He's uh, 37 credits to his name, and his biggest is probably as Spike in Little Giants. Mm. Uh, he I hasn't acted movie. since 2016. Uh, these are some really eccentric nerds at this table. And yes, there are so many dated references when Corey yes. talks about what they do after school. They oh, watch. I uh, can go into that a little bit if you like. <laughs> yeah. Crossfire, Crossfire, the McNeil, Lara Report, Angela, anything with Angela Lansbury. Give us your deep dive. <laughs> okay. So, Crossfire. Uh, Crossfire is a political show where you have people on the right and people on the left debate about uh, a certain subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they'd always have a host that's on the left and uh, a host on the right. Uh, this went on from 1982 to 2005. In October of 2004, um, Famously, John Stewart came to the uh, program, and instead of doing like participating in the back and forth, you know, Willy Wonka stuff, he just straight up was like, "Why do we do this? What's the point of this? This is theater," uh, and it kind of shook uh, the show to its core. And thus, uh, Ted Turner, the owner of uh, CNN, uh, decided to cancel the show starting in January of two thousand five. Um, but then later on in 2013, 2014, it came back for a season. Um, I have no idea what happened at that point. All I know is uh, when I looked it up that it was there. Uh, the McNeil and uh, um, 
yeah, the what they say it was the McNeil Lair report. Uh, essentially, that is a part of the um, PBC News Hour. And so both of them were a part of that, and they both have a certain chunk of that. Um, and so uh, Robert McNeil uh, was there from 1975 to 1995. And then Jim Lear was there from 1976 to 2011. Mm. So, you know, at this time, both of those two men were on the show. Uh, the big one, Angela Lansbury, she has over 112 acting uh, roles accredited to her. She's part of 40 soundtracks. Um, she voiced a character in Anastasia. She was in Murder, She Wrote. She's been in Nanny McPhee. And probably most famously, uh, she voices Mrs. Potts in Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Now, I will tell you, I ran out of time and was not able to look into Bemis and Butthead at all. But, uh, <laughs> you know, essentially, from my understanding in the 90s was um, Bemis and Butthead were two idiots who had a TV show who made a bunch of inappropriate jokes. And I wasn't allowed to watch it. And that's all I know. <laughs> well, they've got their show back now. Yes, I heard a rumor about that. <laughs> oh, it's back. Yeah. And, yes. of course, we got the woo from the audience when Corey mentions Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Well, that was really surprising to me, I guess. Like, because I know it was a big deal, but maybe I didn't realize how big of a deal it was. Beavis and Butthead were huge. Uh, the fact, and you knew they were huge because they got a, a full-length film, uh, Beavis and Butthead to America. Mm-hmm. Um, they were among, I believe, among the first real uh, scripted programs for MTV. I yep. could be wrong. They might be in the middle. But as I remember, they were among the first. And yep. they were definitely among the most popular. Yep. Oh, there's no way this isn't going to come back up again. So if Beavis about to come back up, I, I'll do a little deep dive on that again. <laughs> I promise. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, Hillary's trying to get a petition signed to keep the librarian because um, she's being forced out of her job and she can't get yes. any uh, signatures. And Corey's uh, Corey has nothing better to do now. So he's trying to help out. He's trying to find out uh, why they're not succeeding. And he's trying, you know, he's trying to make an effort here because clearly they're not connecting with their target audience, which is the larger part of the school because the nerds clearly make up a small portion of the population. Mm -hmm. And uh, Topanga's kind of confused. You know, why are, why are you, you know, why are you helping now? Because life is strange and now so am I. <laughs> and so uh, once again, we're back at home. Corey's hair is starting to fluff up a little bit or fluff out. Um, it's not as duck head as it was. It's not as shellacked as it was. And he's trying to recurl it. Mm -hmm. And Eric comes in, picks up some old technology, the old Polaroid, <laughs> and snaps a picture. <laughs> I own you now. <laughs> uh, just a fun moment. <laughs> it's not what yes. it looks like. <laughs> Doesn't oh. matter. And, uh, yeah, so we move on back to school, 
And, uh, yeah, I just kind of flew through my notes at this point. Um, You're fine. The plan is now it's Friday. Uh, the, the small band of nerds are going to chain themselves to the lockers, blocking the only way out of the school because that's the only way they're going to get the, the rest of the school to sign the petition. Apparently, if they get enough petition, uh, enough signatures on the petition, it's going to change the school board's mind to not force this librarian out. And uh, <laughs> 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't think of a petition now that would really have that sort of effect on a school board decision. Right. Um, I mean, you could argue that a petition uh, back in the 90s is similar to a Twitter movement now. Mm-hmm. I, the only reason I say that is because we got the Snyder Cut. And it's only because a giant portion of fans kept tweeting about it and annoyed Warner Brothers to go, fine. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, like we've got change.org now. And supposedly if it hits a certain threshold, those petitions go before the White House. Supposedly. Supposedly. I don't remember any of them that really had any impact. Right. I could be wrong. Listeners, let me know if I'm wrong. I don't remember hearing of any. Right. But uh, there are petitions, you know, there are classifications of petitions. If, uh, say, there's a recall election, you have to have a petitions with so many signatures by a certain date to have a recall election take place. I just in the last year, they I have seen them happen. Um, but. Here we have a librarian who, and based on some of the things that Corey brings up to these students, this librarian needs to be retired. Yes. Um, uh, 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 help me remember some of the things. I believe Larry, uh, she, he told her he was studying for or training for the decathlon and to uh, get out of a study hall, she bought him a discus. Yeah, I was training for the Olympic uh, decathlon, uh, and she believed me. Uh, bought me a discus. <laughs> but yeah, the, yep. the, this this librarian is someone that is not uh, quite with it, and probably should be put in forced retirement. Right, she may be there whenever the school was built. So. Might have been. <laughs> but anyway, the, the ploy works, and uh, they all go sign, the, all these students go sign the petition. And uh, the nerds celebrate. Um, all of them, except for Corey and Topanga, unchain themselves. I say, okay, the nerds bail very fast. Yes, they do. I was just going to comment. They all, did they have keys? Maybe. <laughs> I didn't pay close enough attention. They they unchain like, themselves. They're out of there. Yeah. Like, they're I get, off like, to watch know, their Angela these... Lansbury. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could understand. Like, hey, we used to go to make sure they actually signed the petition. But it looks like, legit, like, they all just, like, bail immediately because it's almost like they knew, hey, Corey did a thing. Topanga's always had a crush on him. Let's get out of their way. Yeah, it, it seems very planned. And apparently, since this plan worked, 
it gets Topanga a little bit uh, friendly here. I never knew I had it in me. Sometimes the reluctant warrior is the bravest warrior. <laughs> You're not gonna like kiss me now, are you? <laughs> Would it be your first kiss? Hey, don't come near me. <laughs> Interesting if all your life you remembered that your first kiss happened when you thought you looked weird, wouldn't it? No, it wouldn't be interesting. Get away! <laughs> because then you'd know it's not what you look like on the outside that matters. It's what kind of person you are. You shouldn't kiss somebody you're not married to. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I would have to feel I really knew the person and that I liked him. Good. Good. It was my first one, too. Now, for audio, you missed a little bit there, but you can tell by all the woo in the audience, and if you've not seen it before... She pushed him against Locker and kissed him. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say, just as a aside for a moment, Corey's the one that brings up a kiss. I don't know if he's just looking at Topanga and can tell something's different, something's weird happening. Or just but Corey he's the one the who idea. immediately goes, are you going to kiss me now? Does he put the idea in her head? Right. And it's like... It's almost like he's saying to her, like, if you would, like, I'd be okay with it, but I'm not going to initiate it. Like, it's, it's honestly, like, as an adult, as I'm listening to this, it's like, it feels like he's trying to give her that permission. He just doesn't understand that's what he's doing. Well, think about this. Corey is chained up and mm-hmm. Topanga is forcing a kiss on him. Yes. How dare she? <laughs> Uh, that's, that's, that wouldn't go over well today. <laughs> no, but you know, it does make it clear that she really knows the person and she and likes, she likes him. him. Yes. And right. she, so, she is very, very impressed with what he did when he looks weird where he is not fitting in. She mm-hmm. sees that he has done something good. Uh, when he was way outside of his comfort zone, way outside of his element, and that he did it not so he would fit in, not so that he could be normal, but because he felt it was the right thing to do. Right. Well, and, you know, it does fit into a narrative that they'll later on play out of Corey and Topanga's love story. Of, you know, they've always liked each other. They've always been around each other, except for a time period when Corey decided that she was icky. Yep. And and you can almost see, like, he's in that zone. So the only reason why you could say, like, well, why didn't we see her in the first couple episodes? Well, Corey decided not to pay attention to the nerd table. Mm Mm-hmm. And didn't see Topanga until he had no choice but to see her. Corey's an unreliable narrator. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. Yeah, and so then we get the tag of the episode. Corey speaks up to Marla and uh, tells her that it's not nice to call him a Brillo head. And 
She says, we don't even think about you. I was talking about my sister's friend. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> snap, snap. So uh, how did Harry, uh, how long after that kiss with the panga is this? Because Corey had a lot of hair in that scene. He looked like Don right. King. And here it is, back to normal. Yes, I know real world, that was a wig, and this is Ben's normal hair. But for his hair to look like this, it would have had to have been cut and grown back out. Right. Just, well, just a fun observation. The way they make it seem is if it's right before the weekend, so maybe he took like 30 showers on the weekend. His mom maybe got the right product to get it out of his hair. You know, yeah. Koi wasn't she, patient enough. She buzzed it and put some jerry curl in it. Maybe, sure. Maybe. <laughs> And we find out Sean has a backyard at his house, so we don't know that he lives in the trailer park yet. Because yes. Sean invites Corey and Larry over for some touch football in his backyard. Yes, we are going to have to really get a good theory on Sean's situation this school year and how we go to him being in the trailer park. That's right. So... But See, we don't have time for that today. <laughs> we don't have time for that today. So uh, we need to talk about Mr. Feeney. Feeney's a butt. No, he's not, <laughs> Alan. He taught us something today. Tyler, what did, what did you learn today? What's your Feeney's lesson today? Well, um, I think one of the things that everyone has to learn is... If someone is going to like you, they're going to like you for you and not for anything you put out. Um, you know, my wife and I have talked very openly about when we were st first start dating and whatnot. She's starting to forget those things. But I remember almost everything about when we first started dating. And, you know, when we first started dating, she made it very clear to me of like, you know, I knew you were once an athlete, all these things. But the reason I had my eye on you is because just you had a good personality and you were funny and you were enjoyable to be around and you had a passion for stuff. Um, you know, at no point was I trying to be someone else. She's the first woman uh, that I really was just this is who I am. It's either you take me as I am or you don't. Um, and I, I didn't try to be someone else. And, you know, I think we were able to have a much better relationship much quicker than any previous relationship because of that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Topanga helped me learn that today. Topanga. Topanga. Ah, well, my Feeny lesson is uh, be yourself and don't let the outside appearance or the world around you dictate who you are nice yeah so let's grade this puppy you are worth every inch of that c plus i gave you in math what would you grade Corey's alternative friends sorry do we want to discuss uh stacy real quick oh yes stacy well let's uh real world uh, back in 2013, Ryder Strong revealed that 
Sean's sister Stacy, who's never mentioned after this episode, uh, another young actor was supposed to be in the mix as Corey and Sean's friend, who would have had an older sister named Stacy, who was uh, either fired or just quit right before filming, and so Ryder was given all of those lines. So, real world reason, it was another actor's lines that were just given to Ryder. But let's talk about the Boy Meets World universe. Why does Sean have a sister that we never hear about again? Tyler, what's the theory that we've come up with? Well, Brett, the best theory that I could possibly come up with, and I think you may agree with this. You can tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, So Stacy is actually Verna, uh, who Sean's mother is uh, her daughter. So it's not uh, Sean's, um, she, she would not be Sean's uh, full-blooded sibling. She'd be a half-sibling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Chet, his dad, not, not his daughter. Uh, and because of this, uh, you know, she's living with, you know, the two of them, uh, with, well, sorry, the three of them, you know, living at her mom's house with stepdad, with uh Sean, and he doesn't understand this dynamic. You know, all he knows is that he has an older sister, Stacy. Uh, but then uh, my theory goes into that uh, Verna was actually a uh, pregnant as a teenager, uh, which is why she has her, and she's a little, she's older than Sean by several years, enough that you know she may, maybe actually out of school at this point. You know, uh, but it's enough of an age gap where it's you know it's a big it's a big deal. Uh, and enough that, you know, let's say that Stacy also now becomes a team mom. And Chet being the fact that, hey, I don't want a baby here because this isn't my kid to start with. You know, uh, the girl, Stacy, decides to move in with the baby uh, daddy's uh, family. And thus, uh, Werner kind of holds that against Chet because he kind of broke up their family a little bit or her family. And thus, uh, we never see Stacey again because she also kind of just leaves Sean's life, especially as she learns more about family dynamics. Um, and also, uh, this also could have been something that occurred after Chet had lost his job later on. We'll find out, too. I can buy that. Yeah. So the gist of it is, is that, you know... Chet uh, didn't want to deal with this girl, and thus uh, a wedge was brought between he and his precious wife, Verna, and uh, things get more complicated because of decisions, choices, and actions, and uh, unwillingness to, uh, you know, be kind. Yep. And she's clearly older than Sean, so. Yes. Yeah, I can buy that. I buy that theory. We'll bank that. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right, so uh, so let's grade this. Uh, what do you give as a grade to Corey's alternative friends? Well, um, this is going to be controversial. Oh, I know how highly regarded this episode is. I know how much people love it, and I know how much I used to love it. However. Uh, if I'm honest with myself right now, as I watched it, I gotta give it a C plus. Hmm. And, and the big reason is, is I think this episode, uh, it's, 
I think over time has become more popular because of how amazing Topanga is. Also, this is the first episode where Sean really becomes his best friend. So there's a really important stuff going on, but I feel like the the legacy of this episode is much higher than the actual quality of this actual episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still a great episode. I loved it. Um, you know, I would watch it again in a heartbeat, but you know, we've watched better episodes in my opinion. Yep. Yeah. And I, uh, I went back and forth, but I landed on a C Ooh. and, uh, it's, it's a middle of the road episode. It's, uh, you know, it has its strong moments, but overall it's, uh, it's a fairly middle of the road story. And aside from the Topanga element, it's not a strong outing and it's missing. Mm -hmm. It's missing a real Feeny or Alan or Amy spark. Yeah, I agree with that. And It, it, it truly is a dominated by the kids. What's going on with them? Yeah. And it's not that they're bad actors or that they're not doing anything well with what they're given. It's just, it's missing that spark. It's, it's all about the kids and they're not, uh, they're not learning. Not that they're not learning and they're not growing, but uh, it's, it's missing someone pouring into them. Right. They're kind of doing everything on their own. And uh, so it's, it's it's just kind of it doesn't rise above like the other episodes right. have so far. So that's a C for me. I agree. Right, but I mean, a lot of this could just be the fact that we are two grown men who are dads watching mm-hmm. this show, exactly. and so it doesn't resonate us with like it would have when we were younger. Yep, but and like we said, could be rose-colored glasses too. Everyone likes to look back at things, but yep. you know what? That's my grade and. I I don't need to defend anymore. If you disagree yeah. with me, feel free to write in. We'll take all yeah. kinds of mail. And you yeah. can write us- in to us at uh, dadsmeetworld at gmail.com. Or yes, you can. You can reach us on Twitter and Facebook. Facebook at facebook.com slash dadsmeetworld. Or Twitter at... Uh, well, look in the show notes because I'm not sure what it is yet. <laughs> nope. It's Tyler, there. where can we, we just... reach you online? <laughs> it's there, but I can't remember because it's not set up as of this recording. <laughs> Correct. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler Volk, uh, but also uh, with the Facebook page, you know, we'll be, we can always respond there as well. So Exactly. And you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram under Dr. Headley Art. Uh, I put up my art there, and uh, I'll interact with you there if you find me there. So that's it for this week. Uh, I do owe you a dad joke before we go, though, Tyler. Yes, you do. All right. So did you know the oldest computer can be traced back to Adam and Eve? Really? Yeah, you brought up the Bible earlier. I thought I'd go with this one. It was an apple... With limited memory, just one bite, and then everything crashed. (laughs) Very nice. And with that, we bid you adieu, dear listeners. We'll see you next week 
We'll see you, good looking. After you, good looking. Find Dad's Meat World on Facebook, Twitter, and probably a few other places just by searching for Dad's Meat World. Dad's Meat World is a production of Head First Studios. Head First Studios, tell your story.